2: What's going on? Hey everybody, Kevin Goatee, gutting the sacred cow. This week we have ourselves a real doozy. In fact, it's the first time we've had a character, kind of, sort of, from one of the films that we have had on this podcast. We have Sean Kanan from Karate Kid 3 on our podcast today to do the 1984 classic that I avoided for all of these years, Footloose. That's right. Sean hates Footloose, and I did too. But before we get into it, don't forget, and welcome to all of our new fans and friends. Please, if you have not yet done so, a five-star rating, a two- or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice, and please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube or whatever, again, podcast platform you're on. If you're looking to do any kind of advertising, we're here to help you out, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. Without further ado, here's Sean Kanan doing... Footloose yeah But you're black. He is.
0: <laughs> Lethal you
2: Weapon are. Three. What are you motherfucker! This is Kevin Israel's game. But it, <laughs> so <laughs> glad he did that to him. <laughs> But <laughs> but but our guest—that's like, our guest, Sean Canaan. But he's wrong. It is not Lethal Weapon Three. Two. It's two. two. Yeah. yeah. Right. But 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 you're black. I love that. It's been on cable nonstop, and guess you get sucked in every fucking time. This guy. You
0: know what's weird is um driving through the canyons, you see that house all the time. Remember the, the one that got pulled over the cliff? Oh,
2: yeah. Like,
0: right up there. I mean, it's not like a difficult thing to find. You know, it sits uh, really prominently in, I, I forget which canyon it is, but I mean, I've seen it
2: dozens of times.
1: That's not the same house from Lethal Weapon, is it?
2: That's no. what I'm talking about. No, no, the, 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 the South African house. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's it. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, here we are back again, gutting the sacred cow. We have ourselves, this is a first. We've had someone on the, we now have someone on the podcast, who is indirectly tied in with the film that we have done on the show. And that is Sean Kanan from Karate Kid 123. As you remember, <laughs> the Bill and Joanne episode where they did the live show with us only a few weeks ago. And, sh- and we, by the way, Sean, we played your voicemail you left, yeah. Bill, on the air.
0: No, what did it say? I don't even remember what I said. Probably something completely inappropriate.
2: I would love to <laughs> paraphrase. I know you called Bill Schultz a pencil net geek. That's right. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, that's, that's nothing I wouldn't say anytime to Bill.
2: And you said Joanne could keep dreaming of you while she sleeps.
0: I remember. Okay, I got it. Yeah,
2: Sean came the bad boy of karate, Karate Kid 3. So here we are, kids. Look at this. We're hitting the star power, huh? But Sean, unfortunately, has not selected Karate Kid 3. Sean has chosen (laughs) a film.
0: That would maybe be somewhat um, counter-effective for for my (laughs) career in the the Cobra Kai Karate Kid universe. So I I did decide to stay
2: away from that. Can you tell everybody, have you been cast for Cobra Kai Season 4?
0: <laughs> we shall see, my friend. I can neither confirm nor deny.
2: Terry Silver is in this motherfucker. A 100%. <laughs> I don't, 100%. I saw the end and then I go, oh, he's <laughs> in this. There's been no announcement
0: that he's in uh, the Cobra Kai. A before, has-
2: foreshadow. You're right. There's yeah. been no oh. announcement.
0: That- a, lot of foreshadowing. a lot of foreshadowing.
2: Unfortunately, I got fortunate. Fortune, unfortunately. Sean, congratulations. You've chosen a film that I have absolutely had Absolutely no desire to see, nor have I seen, and a few other. Actually, Joanne Noszynski and our other esteemed one of our friends of the show, Juliet Miranda, have chosen three films I had no desire to see, but this fucking podcast <laughs> made me. The first one was Grease, and boy, did that fucking suck. Juliet, <laughs> Juliet made me sit through Pretty in Pink. Boy. Was that terrible? Oh, David the producer made me sit through Dirty Dancing. Never saw that till a few months ago. And now Sean Kanan, the bad boy of comedy, Mike Barnes, has made me sit through for the first time Footloose. Footloose.
1: Yeah. You
2: you motherfucker. A (laughs) 1984, it came out, an $8.2 million budget. A gross of eighty million at the time, so big fucking money. Now let's turn yes. that into, turn that into twenty twenty one dollars, twenty point eight million dollar budget, two hundred eight million dollar gross in twenty. Pretty big hit, yeah. yeah. Pretty big hit indeed. They, they even made a reboot. Did you see that one too, Sean?
0: No, I, I, oh, I, I didn't. I think uh, going back and seeing the original was enough for me, and I, I felt Fair that I really. I, uh, I
1: saw the reboot.
0: Of course, you that did. How,
2: how was the reboot?
1: It was hard Miles Teller is in it though, which is surprising.
2: I love uh, it. He's a he's a kid drummer from Whiplash.
1: From Whiplash, yeah. Okay. All right. And he's like a legit the le- good actor and uh yeah, he's in it and it was the movies a, a mess.
0: Well no, no was he Oh, was it a pretty um, accurate approximation of the original, or was it? Uh, it was,
1: if I remember correctly, it was beat for beat the original. Really? Wow. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It wasn't. It's not like there's a lot of new ground to cover in this movie to, to begin with.
0: Like, I think it really merited being remade again, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's some movies you don't remake. You don't remake The Godfather, and you right. don't remake for other
1: reasons yep. completely. You don't re- remake Point Break, but they did that.
2: And RoboCop. <laughs> Fuck them. Oh, speaking of Miles Teller, here's a fun fact. Do you know he was supposed to play the lead in La La Land, but his agent took his sweet-ass time getting back to them? They that they had to go and sick. change to Gosling?
1: Yeah, that was a mistake.
2: Really? Because, you know, I mean... Yes, listen. and and, and, I'll, yeah, and I'll one-up you. Here's why. Damien Chazelle, who directed Whiplash, that's his oh. boy, also did La La Land.
0: Okay, interesting because you know you don't normally associate Ryan Gosling and uh, the other guy with the same ability to sort of open a film, you know. But <laughs> okay, uh, sure. Get a new agent, right? I mean, and I, he I did. did.
2: Anyway, Kevin, so, Kevin Israel, and I need to get agents. That's what we need. To do, first. <laughs> do You guys all have someone that never
0: calls you back, too. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah, comedy bookers.
2: Yeah. And people who, and showrunners for all these shows I have, <laughs> let's do it. IMDb, as we all know, is a scale one through ten with decimal points. Sean Cannon, what did Footloose score on the old IMDb scale? You know, it,
0: here's the here's the thing. Um, there, there were some very positive aspects about the film, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna completely trash it. Yeah, I'd give it like a six, okay? I mean, you know, here's the thing. There was very solid acting in it. Whoa, really whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, 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 not This is not your breakdown time. I'm asking what did IMDB's. Oh, I'm just, oh are, are you asking what they did or what I would give? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm asking what IMDB has footloose rated yes. right now. Oh, yeah, what they give it? Now, I'm asking you. That's your. This is your. This is a free time was you I guess. supposed, to, supposed to, It was supposed to be homework?
0: I was supposed no, to no, no, up.
2: no. I have the answer right here. One to 10 with decimal one points. To,
1: oh,
2: I'm, I'm thinking it got about a 7.8.
1: Kevin Israel? a Solid guess. Uh, I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to go 7-1.
2: 6-6. Wow. Wow. One more six for the number of the – One more six in – Yeah! Okay. I can't do Judas Priest. Rotten Tomatoes, as we know, is a 1 through 100 score, all obviously percentages. Kevin Israel, Rotten Tomatoes, audience score. What did Footloose score?
1: This is definitely going to be higher than the, uh, than the critics, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little higher. I'm going to go 79.
2: Sean Kanan. Wow,
0: that's, I was going to say 78, so okay.
1: 52 for the people.
2: No shit. Really? Wow, I'm shocked. Right. Critics score, Sean Kanan. What's the scale? Same, same scale, 1 to 100. The critics score. Um, hmm, I'm going to say 66. Kevin Israel.
1: Yeah, now when the audience went so low. I'm with Sean. I'm going to go 61.
2: 71. Okay. This was a critics, darling. <laughs> I guess there wasn't much out then. I <laughs> right? I'm, I, I'm double checking. I'm going to make sure I wrote that down right. Because uh, that uh, does definitely seem a bit off in my book. Quotes. They sell men's clothes where you got that. Hey, I like that when they said that back in 1980 when Roddy Dangerfield said that in Caddyshack. <laughs> that's the only quote I have. Kevin Israel. Yeah, right. any, any
0: it's, a nice, it's a nice hat. You get a free bowl of soup with it?
2: Uh, yeah. it's, give me two of those. Give me six of those. Well, that's <laughs> the worst-looking hat I ever saw. Hey, orange balls. Give me a box of those teas tees. Give me two of those. Give me six of those. I'll, do, Sean Cannon. I'm your huckleberry for Caddyshack. Yeah, you just, you just <laughs> well, uh, went into the uh, rain.
0: Caddyshack
1: yeah, is a good one. I always time uh, uh, favorite. I got two quotes. Uh, I thought only assholes used the word pansy, right? Which mm-hmm. I thought was an was an oddly like social defense for 1984. I feel like everybody would have been down with the word pansy in 84. Right, right. And yeah, the then, language was um, a lot of very stilted
0: language that didn't
1: age well in the film, right? Yeah, uh, no, there's yeah, there's a ton. And then when's the last time you saw your dick? Which happened in <laughs> the bar during the fight. It said real quick, but I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of funny, right? Not a very quotable movie. No, no,
0: not not really. I did like I did like when when Chris Penn and, and uh, Kevin Bacon are in the car, and Kevin Bacon asks him about men at work. Yeah, he, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he wanted to know where they were. It was kind of like an homage to the Who's on First.
1: It was. I said I said it was a very Abbott and Costello moment.
2: Yeah. Right. That's the most smart writing this film has seen the entire time. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Five. Five Fun Facts. Five Fun Facts. Whoa, Five Fun Facts. Five Fun Facts. Five Fun Facts. Five Fun Facts. 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 The producers wanted whom to star in this film. I'm going to give you... Oh, you son of a bitch. Tom Cruise is one of them, but he had a scheduling conflict with all the right moves. Give me two more people. One person considered... And another guy auditioned and blew out his ACL while auditioning. Okay, blowing up the
0: ACL was Rob Lowe.
2: Good God,
1: you are good. God damn.
0: And I don't know.
2: Footloose
1: Devant over here.
0: Actually, I think John Lithgow uh, screen tested for the role. They just didn't think it worked out well for him. <laughs> the so uh, he, he wound up playing the uh, the Reverend.
2: I don't know who was the third. Who was the third guy? Yeah, I don't okay, know. Israel, You got a guess? Um. I'll give you a Let's hint. See. I'll give you a Let's hint. Go. Later. 19-8. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Patrick Swayze? No. no. Well, Swayze was in Red Dawn and then he danced around in Dirty Dancing. So, whatever. Okay. Don't you, don't you blaspheme Red Dawn, friend. Oh, That's, listen. Uh, it. it is overrated. I, I, it is overrated. I'm the first to stand on that fucking hill. I like coming.
0: Red Dawn.
2: Oh. So I. All right. Well, the answer is Kevin Costner. What? what? Ow. Yeah. I play like, the kid? I guess he did such wait, a good job. Yeah, he, he did such a good job playing the corpse in the Big Chill. They had to have him for this. How, he had to wait, be. So Kevin Costner's
0: got to be a good nine or ten years older than Kevin Bacon,
1: right? I Kevin would think Bacon said he was in his thirties, by when this was made,
0: yeah, I mean, like he's supposed to be a high school kid in his thirties.
1: Bacon was twenty four when it was made.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is one of my. One of my commentaries on the film. Was All right.
2: The- hold, hold on. Hold on. Before you get to that, I know you're fucking shot up like Dwight Good and Lenny Dykstra at the 86 Mets clubhouse getting ready to snort heroin off each other's asshole. By the way,
0: so I was over at Compound Media, and I just finished doing Bill's show. Like, God, this must have been over a year ago. And Lenny Dykstra was coming in and was the next guest
2: yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, man. He, wow. did our, he He did our podcast. I did it now defunct. This is right when his book came out. And my buddy Jeff Paul and I, Jeff Paul also who was on the show, we're big baseball guys. We're talking baseball, and Lenny's, you know, he's like, all right, these guys, that we're talking about. Then I go, Lenny, let's let's cut the bullshit. What are the best city, the best city, and the worst city for a pussy? And he lit up like it was Christmas fucking morning. He goes, let me tell you, the worst city is Pittsburgh by far. He goes, oh. All the coal miners just fuck their cousins and no bullshit. All those women oh, are horrendous. He goes, so to have my buddy go get a U-Haul, yes, a literally a U-Haul full of booze, go to University of Pittsburgh, <clears throat> excuse me, and bring some of the gals from college up to my penthouse when we were playing the Pirates at home. <laughs> wow. That's Good a story, world. right? All right. Number, number two, there was actually a third person uh, considered for the role. Christopher Atkins, does that name ring a bell? Sure, Blue Lagoon. Right, but guess what? He was under the influence of drugs and or alcohol when he met with the producers and the director before taking a vacation where he's planning to have more fun, in quotes. When he found out he lost the role, Atkins had a breakdown and was hospitalized. Wow. I thought it
0: was because he read the script.
2: He just read the script. Sarah Jessica Parker was considered for the role, but also considered for the lead role, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jamie Lee Curtis, Rosanna Arquette, Meg Foster, Jody Foster, sorry, Meg Ryan, Jody Foster, and Bridget Fonda. Wow. Here's a fun, another fun fact. Kevin Bacon turned down the role in Christine to do Footloose. And Interesting. Their- and ready? Daryl Hanna turned down Footloose to do Splash. What? Yeah. yeah.
0: Daryl Hannah and, and the girl who played the lead have a very similar quality, I think.
2: No. Yeah. Daryl Hanna was hot. <laughs> Last one. John Lithgow and Diane Wiest skinny dipped in the hotel pool during filming. Guess who now has something else to picture to keep in his mind while having sex with my wife, so I don't come too damn fast.
0: Oh my god! Just a just a, a very white John Lithgow, just uh, ass. very pale, pale man.
2: It's like if you threw two forks in a microwave and turned it on high for ten minutes.
0: Interesting little uh, side note fact: my cousin, uh, when he played little league, John Lithgow was his coach.
2: So. I don't ever imagine John Lithgow knows the first fucking thing about baseball. <laughs> he was the coach. I had Hello. coaches who didn't know shit about baseball. That's literally. Yeah. Run! Which way? <laughs> That's five fun facts. But listen, Kevin Israel, as I said before, Sean Canaan is dying. Dying. Sean- and, and, and took such glee in t- to tell me he's going to do footloose. So let's, let's not keep the man waiting any longer so he can fucking cruddy chop through this cinder block. It is now time for Sean Kanan to gut the Day. sacred Day. cow.
0: Yeah. You know, okay. Look, let's, let's start with the positives. Like I said, I think the acting on whole was not bad. Uh, great soundtrack for the time. Some of the music still holds up, Right. But my my problems with the film were not the acting, but the absolutely ridiculous microcosm that they created in this world, this little town. I mean, first of all, it's this little tiny town, and like the the, the Reverend who's got his finger on the pulse of any uh, you know any any scandal and any bad behavior going on doesn't know that like his daughter is already banging some you know loser uh smoking pot so there's that um you know it just seems like he's 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 really out of touch that kind of bothered me I also found it interesting that in a town that is band dancing everybody can dance like it's uh American Bandstand I mean what's that about I mean so that I found that a little bit weird um what else did I find weird about it and just really pissed me off okay so this whole thing with Kevin Bacon being, like, a gymnast, that kind of seems shoehorned in there. And then you're, you're in, like, Podunk USA, and they've got a gymnastics team. Yeah, that just sounds a little weird. And then to build upon that, what does he go in, like, one of the where's – where's he doing his I'm an angry dude dance, you know? Because that's what every prepubescent boy does when they get angry <laughs> is they, they dance like Billy Elliot. And so there, there's what there's like a, a, a gymnastics bar in that thing, you know. So I just felt like a lot of it was pretty damn improbable. Um, and and I think it was some of that ridiculousness was heightened by the fact that the majority of these high school kids looked like they were 35 years old. So those are my big beefs with it. That and the fact that basically at the end of the day, it's like if you took, it's like if you took a, a flash dance and you know you put it in like uh you know rural wherever and, and had a male lead and it was it was like a much less interesting version of flash dance i thought
2: but flash dance was at least good
0: well yeah cuz the chick was hot i
2: mean that you know, helps. She, oh that helps she's, yeah i I had, a, I had a note here. I was going to make a comment. You think a town like that being very religiously centrified with the, with, the, with the with the preacher, not very tolerant toward gayish tendencies or activities like as you said, gymnail gymnastics. i just don 't see them getting on come on boy, get the, get on that Pavel horse you know doing a b e aggressive b e aggressive b e
0: <laughs> the high school was either entertaining gymnastics or
2: synchronized swimming, so they won 't do gymnastics.
0: Yeah. It just, it, yeah, I, um, yeah, it just like they created this this town and this mentality and all this crap, and it just seemed like so overly naive and so sort of. You don't you know, remind me of what was that movie with M Night Shyamalan, where they're they're living as, it, it, as if it's like you know the village. The village, the village, right? Like it, like yeah. it's this it's complete group of people that are completely outside you know uh, they're like anachronistic you know what i mean they're living like right. it's what 1800 right and it yes. just uh, yeah i mean and at one point you know chris penn says well we got tv well i mean if you got tv it seems that you know you would be a little more socially aware and and you know up to speed on things so i don't know i felt like, like uh they kind of i don't know it's gilded the lily the right the right expression yes kind of Gilded the lily to shoehorn in that, you know, this was this incredibly uh, uptight and, and sort of, I don't even want to say backwards, but socially repressed uh, a town. And uh, I don't know, for me, not so believable. Um, I did think Kevin Bacon did a good job. A uh, lot of really silly dialogue that has not aged well. Uh, uh, God, what did he Oh, God, there was one thing he said that just, I don't even remember. But uh, he, he had that, he had that like, Rick Springfield homage down when he, when he goes to his first day of school with, like, the skinny tie yep. and the jacket. You know, he had that, that, that uh, very indicative of the 80s look. Um, I don't know. And, and, you know, look, we've all seen Rebel Without a Cause, right? When they do the chicken run. Sure. I mean, yep. it, it, you see a chicken run with tractors going 10 miles an hour, a bit anticlimactic. Oh,
2: you stole my point, you fucker. You know, it's like,
0: really, <laughs> you can't jump off, your shoelace got caught, really? How about taking your fucking shoe off, okay? You know, that, that seems like a pretty good idea. Just kick your shoe off and jump. You know,
2: don't or, insult me. Or, Or riding a tractor barefoot like the character would make you think to believe that that's a common occurrence.
0: right. Right. Yeah. Operating heavy power equipment barefoot, probably not
1: your best move. Yeah. And tractors top out at, I think 10 miles an hour.
0: Yeah. 10, 10. Yeah. What are they moonwalking? No, I don't think they go 10 miles an hour. <laughs> Sean, any more points? Oh God. Any more points? Um, I don't know. You know, I just, uh, it, it just, I found about every 10 minutes of the movie, something was bugging me. Right. And it, that's when I would start to kind of allow myself to get into it. You know, the movies, the music's nostalgic. You know, I'm a, I'm a definite child of the 80s. You know, this, this was the era when I was uh, in high school growing up. And so, you know, it, it, it did have a little bit of that appeal for me. And then they would just do something really stupid that would piss me off and, you know, remind me that Kevin Bacon lost all of his money to Bernie Madoff. And I just kind of didn't feel as badly
1: for him as I probably should have. <laughs>
2: God is a lead out victim. I, yeah. Oof. That yeah, was rough. Right. Sean, give me a score of 1 to 10 of uh of footloose. Your score. <sighs> you know, I don't know. I'm going to commit it about a 5. I'm going to so- commit it a 5? F- really? Yeah. For someone who hates it you got. Oh, a five, out of five? 5 out of 5 out of
0: 5 out of 10.
2: Yes, 5 out of 10. So
0: yeah. it's failing great. I mean 50%s failing, so I mean <laughs> You know, like I said though, it did have a couple of positive aspects to it. Which I mean, were
2: which were what again? Besides you said the acting the soundtrack.
0: I thought Kevin Bacon was very good in it. Okay. Okay. I did. I think he was very good in it. Um, I thought, you know, John Lithgow and Diane Lee's always good in everything they do. Uh the, the, the soundtrack was really great, you know. I mean, a uh, little dated now, but but at the time it was a great soundtrack. Um, you know, it's interesting that I read that. Kevin Bacon had four stunt doubles for the film. Yes. And uh, you know, one for the gymnastics, a couple for the dancing, all that sort of stuff. So that also kind of took me out of it because once, once you know that you're really kind of able to pick up, you know, when it's not him, it's like watching, you know, the original star Trek episodes and you would (laughs) see like the fight scenes. And suddenly like you see Shatner and his shirt would come up and you would see his girdle on. And then all of a sudden you'd see like another actor from behind being Shatner. It's kind of,
1: Suddenly, it's a black guy. It the reality. All right,
2: I'm going to call. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to shit in your point. So, fine, stunt doubles, that takes you out of it. You mean to tell me when you see all the fucking Terminator movies and other Rambo films, when you know it's not Stallone or Schwarzenegger, that doesn't take you out? Mm. That's not true at all. They, they don't use stunt doubles. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they <laughs> but do. they do <laughs> Yes, they do. Because there's one scene in Terminator 2 where he jumps over the bridge and he's oh, in front of the truck. Clearly not. <laughs> clearly i saw that 1991 by the way how old do i feel now are we all old? oldville terminator 2 is going to 2 is going to be 30 years old this summer
0: unbelievable it's crazy right?
2: and it's a great fucking movie and it still holds up it's it's up it's It's perfect it's 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 a perfect perfect film perfect film kevin israel would you like to go first today
1: sure i would love to so i'm gonna be honest when i when Kev told me that you had chosen this movie. I remember liking Footloose. I remember. (laughs) I remember. But when did you see? I mean, I'm I'm probably a few years younger than you, but I was I was brought up in the 80s. But I I probably haven't seen it for 15 years.
0: Why do we see the same movies over and over again? Right, the movies don't change, but the eyes with which we see the movies change.
1: And you know, and I think I I definitely, you know, I probably I probably saw it last and maybe in my 20s maybe it was 20 years ago right. and i mean you, you know yeah, I, the... I could see really enjoying it then right
0: but you know now man, not so much
1: but you know the you know the beats of the movie and you know basically what the what the mm-hmm. movie is about you know all this the stupid the stupid uh main scenes of him dancing through the paper factory or whatever that was but <laughs> the movie my biggest problem with the movie before getting into my specific points is the overall storytelling of the movie is terrible. And you're, you, and Sean was dead on with the point that so much was shoehorned in. I feel like the, like the, the writers of this movie had like a couple of scenes that they came up with and they're like, we want a guy dancing in a factory and we want a big dance number at the end and we want a church. Go with that. Right and then they right. and then they just made because the movie never flows together the scenes don't flow together stuff just kind of happens and you right. have to understand what's happening you get introduced to kevin bacon's character ren which is a terrible name for character and Small you, don't even, bird. you don't really know exactly why he's there you know his fa- it's obvious that his family just moved there but you don't get right. a lot of that backstory you finally find out that i think the father left the mother the father left yeah and and that's kind of just that sort of told as an aside, and that's kind of why he's mad. And they keep right. saying that he's they keep saying that he's dangerous, and he's this bad boy. And he's <laughs> and it's like what is what's so he drives what's a so Volkswagen dangerous, Beetle. God
0: likes to dance.
1: Right, right. You know? He's a he's a gymnast who dances and drives a Volkswagen. Like he's the least threatening yeah. bad boy I, 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 could, I, I, I can imagine. Is,
0: though, the yellow bulk Volkswagen that he drove. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that the same car Ted Bundy drove? So, Dead Buddy definitely drove a Volkswagen. It was either yellow or brown, so maybe I don't know you
1: might be you might be right. I was going to
2: say I've seen more badasses in Jim Cotta than this film.
0: <laughs> Wait, what was that guy's name? Oh God, I just saw I just saw a funny show
1: and we just uh, talked I'm about Jim Cotta We did no we didn't. we just I, I maybe I wasn't having a conversation with you. I just yeah. recently brought up Jim Cotta. oh yeah. Yeah, um, Jim Kata. what's that, that was-
0: now, the problem is, I think everyone knows it's horrible. I don't think anyone's yeah. like, "Jesus, you're going to gut the sacred cow of Jim Cotta, How dare you!"
1: I just remember the final scene had a pommel horse in the middle of like a uh, in the sure. middle of like a like a like a I don't know where, in a square where he was fighting, and he just starts right. spinning around on the pommel horse and kicking everybody. I was like, "Why would that ever be anywhere besides a gymnasium?" But speaking of a gymnasium, the whole th- and like you said, the whole thing with him being on the on the gymnast on the gymnastics team. That was never even really talked about. There's just suddenly a scene where he's doing gymnastics with the guy, with the redneck kid. And it's just, you're, he, he, and they don't, there's no reason for him to be doing that. that. whatsoever. And and then you find out later that he gets kicked off the team that you never see him on. You never see him with the team. You never see him competing. You just see that one scene of him flipping around alone in the gym with the, with the friend. And then suddenly he's kicked off the team. The movie just flows terribly together
0: yeah I, and, I, they could have done a lot more work on, on developing the character because there probably would have been some interesting stuff there that would have given it some depth right
1: right well the the whole idea of this really conservative town that doesn't dance and I, I agree that it does feel a little bit anachronistic in that if this town if this movie was set in like the early 1900s i might have been able to buy into it but, <laughs> but in the 1980s where people were just batshit crazy doing drugs and dancing and all that stuff <laughs>
0: Or cocaine dancing. Till-
1: right. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it it's a little hard to swallow. And it just and I think that I think we've just seen so many movies since then with big real problems. Right. Just the right. idea of like, they won't let us dance. It's like, really? <laughs> then fucking move. Like, that's right. the biggest problem you have in your life. You can't dance. Like, oh. Jesus Christ, get out of that town. Like, this isn't the end of the world. Like, we've seen movies where there are meteors going coming at Earth. You can go dance somewhere else.
0: I feel like there's that, there's that opening scene where they're all at what basically look like Arnold's from Happy Days. They're all yeah. hanging out there. And, like, <laughs> every singer brings out this boom box, okay? And everybody... Inside the place, here's the boom box. Everybody a mile away hears it. The, the, the preacher hears it and comes and turns it off. I mean, it just, you know, it, it goes back to what you said about, you know, they, they, they needed to have a scene where, you know, it's, it's demonstrated that, that music bad, you know, the preacher is kind of the, uh, yeah. you, know, you know, he's keeping all the kids from doing that and he's constantly watching them. I, it just felt kind of phony to me.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. So when the movie kicked off within the first five minutes, I was like, and, and this will ring relevant to Sean. I was immediately like, is this Karate Kid with dancing? Because <laughs> the movie runs so much like the Karate Kid. It's this kid who gets moved into this town where he's not accepted. He tries to make friends. He gets picked on by the locals. And he gets wrapped up with this girl who, by the way, much like, uh, much like what's her name in Karate Kid? Allie. Allie, Allie, Allie with an I. Allie with an I. This girl is dead set on getting Kevin Bacon's ass beat. Right. this girl is nothing but trouble all no, she does but- is see him and she's like i'm gonna bang him and then i'm gonna get him murdered right she, <laughs> right. Is, the, she is close to being Allie as one of the worst female characters in a movie because <laughs> all she all she does is just look to get him in trouble and and at least i give kevin bacon's character credit because he kind of sees it and i think even at one point he even says like your boyfriend's just gonna beat the shit out of me i'm not hanging out with you but right. where 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 Daniel is just like, yeah, let's go do whatever. I don't care if these guys and skulls are going to beat the shit out of me. It's worth it.
0: I, mean, I think it's. <laughs> over Kai, too, that they turned this thing on its head, that, you know, Daniel was the bully. Right. And the job was more the victim, you know? So.
2: Right. Um, yeah. The- yeah. But the, the only difference so was Ren going to push start a tractor? Like Daniel had to push start his mom's car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. the, uh, the 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 scene where she's in the car and then she's split between the two cars and they're driving at the truck <laughs> here Boy, it comes that was so ridiculous the most mind blowing like it first of all, it didn't make sense for her character to be doing that. No. it didn't make sense that her friends would let it happen. it didn't physically, just in physics, when she suddenly ends up in the car, she would have never ended up in the car. She would have fallen in the middle of the road and right. been run over by the truck. that whole scene. Was just so batshit crazy, and they should have immediately taken her to a psychiatrist. Well,
0: this- that's, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, I think she tries to kill herself two or three times in the oh, movie. easily. Nobody easily. seems to be too. You what know, was with, with the train and the whole thing? And it's like nobody's real concerned with this girl's mental health. Right. You know, the dad's concerned about what music you're listening to, but not the fact that his daughter's got you know suicidal ideology.
1: Right.
2: Well, how I'm about like- what about Quentin Tarantino stealing this idea for Death Proof fifteen years later? <laughs>
0: It's so true. It's
1: so true. That's it's a great call. Really
0: interesting thing. Wouldn't it be cool if, if directors like Quentin Tarantino picked films from the 80s and redid them, but completely in, in their tonality? Oh, wait, ready?
2: <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Footloose, but everyone dances in their bare feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does that's what he does. <laughs>
1: The movie would never get edited because Tarantino would just have a boner the whole time and I'd be able to actually <laughs> manipulate the control. Guys got a
0: serious foot fetish,
1: doesn't he? He does. So uh, nothing. So and then Bacon makes his first friend in school, and the whole their whole little meat cute as friends. He bumps into him. That looks like there's about to be a fight. He insults him, and then they're friends, and that's it. That's all you. Right. That's that's how at least they could have fought. I thought that they would fight almost like the Robin hood, little John type moment and then become friends.
0: That would have been good. And then if if Kevin Bacon is like this, this amazing uh, gymnast, you know, it it would stand to reason that he probably is pretty good at martial arts too. You know, uh, Jim Cotta all over the place.
1: Right, right. Exactly. So the, uh, the tractor race that we already talked about, Mm -hmm. I think that's the one thing the fast and the furious franchise hasn't tried. (laughs) Like, hopefully Vin Diesel never sees this movie because he's going to be like, you know what? We got to do that.
2: I live my life
1: a quarter of a cornfield at a time. (laughs) And I am, I'm I'm not going to lie, I'm desperately curious to know what the collision would look like if those two tractors hit each other. Because I have to think they would just kind of hit and stop moving. Like, it wouldn't be...
0: Seven miles an hour, and it's
1: basically like a
0: safe with wheels. I mean...
1: (laughs) Right. How
0: up it's gonna get.
1: Right. So, they, the, the the tractor got more damage by him jumping off it than if he mm-hmm. let them just collide into each other. Right, right. I'd be curious to, to hear what
0: Kevin Bacon thought of the remake.
1: You know, he kinda has to say nice stuff about it. You know what I mean? It's like uh, I'm sure he hated it. You know? I'm sure it was it was terrible. Yeah. The dancing in the in the factory scene is one of the most ridiculous montages I've ever seen. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. It is utter horseshit. And because you know what? Nothing calms me down like a beer, a smoke and a good angry dance. I really want it. And by the way, that little Volkswagen bug must have the best stereo system in the world that that music can play an entire factory and he can dance to it. I'm pretty sure it had two speakers putting out 15 watts back then. I mean,
0: it's almost (laughs) like the movie wanted to kind of be a musical but wouldn't commit. You know what I mean? It's like it's like we kind of want to be a musical with big dance numbers, but we realized that would probably make this even. And, worse. Yeah, and I
1: think they also realized that everybody couldn't really dance. Like they would have, it would have all just been doubles doing the dancing. Fun,
2: fun fact. Yep. Another bonus one: they reshot the ending because they shot it in slow motion, and they went out and scoured clubs for people who can dance for the ending. For that exact reason, the actors couldn't dance really wow I mean, no, no. yeah i read no they, they
0: they had to work for like they really had to work to try and teach chris penn to to move um i they they said they they related it to wrestling for him for some reason, I guess maybe he was a wrestler i don't know, and uh that eventually you know was the conduit to teaching chris Penn to uh trip the light fantastic, so <laughs> he just right. he,
1: so then, yeah. so then the uh, then the girl shows up out of nowhere. How she knew he was at the fa- at the factory, I have no idea. She just shows up and she delivers one of the most ridiculous lines. She goes, "You don't think much of you of me, do you? Think much of you? I don't even know you. Leo. Know you? And get out of my car. You're ruining my angry dance, Buzz. <laughs> why are you? Why are you here? Leave me alone. You're just going to get me murdered by your redneck friends. That's an excellent right. point. How did she know she he was there? I mean, they don't even have cable TV, let alone LoJack. So how right. the fuck she track him down? Right. And, and Sean's point was also a great one, that the father is supposed to be so overbearing and so on top of his kids. She goes out every night, gets drunk and fucked and right. does whatever she wants. And right. then comes back and and fight and I he, she must have been doing this for years and then finally he hits her once and it was like wow this, that's what it took you to hit her that's what it took to do it yeah not her coming yeah. back smelling like <laughs> booze weed and cock jizz like, right
0: <laughs> well you know what they say about preachers kids man they're the wild ones oh yeah you know like they, they you know they're, they're, I had a friend who's he was a preacher's kid uh, and they they call him PKs it's like a thing
2: pussy kryptonite know? oh no
0: pussy yeah, pussy
2: kryptonite.
1: <laughs> so That's my great. last my my last point is when she comes out of the house for the dance, she I didn't realize that she was emaciated. She is the skinniest I think one of the skinniest actresses I've ever seen, and the and her father is so concerned about her dancing and and getting with boys. He should have more, been more concerned about her very obvious eating disorder.
0: she's got an eating disorder the suicidal ideologies i mean she's a you know she's a dumpster fire this kid and the dad is oblivious
2: to it oh come on but she drinks and fucks guys she sounds like a 10 in all of our books
1: (laughs) (laughs) right right she'd be a great girl to dance to date not wanting to be your daughter
2: yeah the dad was like hold on hold on you think you're going out wearing that eat a fucking burger first oh
1: and and I, i do have one one other point that i missed sure i anytime a a person, I'd say probably over 16, especially a girl calls their father, daddy. It creeps me out Yeah, And she just kept calling him daddy. And the way he spoke to her and looked at her, I was getting a very, I'm fucking my daughter vibe.
0: I mean, I was expecting Chris Hansen to come in at any moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was, I was just, you know, I mean, obviously it's not that movie, but there was just such a creepy pedophile, pedophile incest vibe from, from Lithgow that, yeah. and, and knowing that he was at the church, it was just, it was just creepy. But, and you know. I can't
0: flashes of him from, you know, the world according to Garp and drag. Well, it wasn't drag, I guess. <laughs> it's a special, but I, I just kept... Yeah. Well, he, was, he was great in that, though. That was a, that was a good movie.
1: Yes, that was, that was a, good that's movie. a good movie. I
0: like great this movie. movie. Did, Did he win? He may have won the Oscar for that. I'm not sure.
2: Well, if he didn't win it for that, he sure as shit should have won it, it for uh, Harry the Hendersons. Harry and the oh,
0: Hendersons, yeah, yeah. We, we, we did that creeping movie where we
2: played twins. Raising Kane, Raising Kane. That was that was kind of wow. fun. Never saw yeah. it. Just remember the name of that. Good
0: call, brother.
2: He's wow. also he's also pretty good in Cliffhanger with Stallone.
0: Oh my god, I was going to oh, say that. Yes, yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah. 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 Wow, then, I've only seen
1: that movie once.
0: Yeah, he was very good in that. Right. I did. I did a. Um, I, I did a film that was a, a kind of low budget. No, it wasn't kind of low budget. It was a low budget film. And what they did was they bought the footage from Cliffhanger of everybody up on the mountain. and so, But but like, but like the long shots, okay? And so all of our wardrobe, all the characters matched what those characters in Cliffhanger were wearing, right? So you would see us in this little tiny movie out in the snow, and then they cut back and it would be like this... Ten million dollars sweeping shot, and uh, uh, they they also they also had stuff that they from an airplane that they, uh, they they bought and cut in. So this little tiny movie that was probably like a million bucks, you know, suddenly looked like a fifty million dollar movie. So
1: what's the name of this movie? I need to know. This,
0: well, it had two names, believe it or not, which is weird. Sometimes movies have an initial name and then they change the name. It was called Extreme Limits with Treat William... <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm definitely watching that. Yeah, yeah. Treat Williams, the king of TV
2: movies himself.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, but he's done
2: some. He's done some
0: big features. Yeah. You know, he was in what was that Brad Pitt movie about the I- IRA with uh, Devils, Devil Zone, Devil's
2: Zone, right? Zone. Yeah. That, that wasn't bad. I didn't yeah. see that. Just because well, didn't see it. So in Pete, the
1: end, as far as Footloose goes, this was an extreme dis- disappointment uh Sean is right. It did the the soundtrack was holds up, especially for that time. It's very nostalgic. The movie itself is a disaster. the The pacing is all off. The storytelling is terrible. Uh, Kevin Bacon was was very likable in it, but it just wasn't. You was, can't fault the guy for. It. I mean, he, it's not like he tanked the movie. No, not at all. But it just he wasn't given really anything to work with, and his character was never really developed. So I was I was actually disappointed at how much I didn't like this movie because I thought. Uh, KG and I were going to be at odds on this one, but this was. Oh, really? This, this movie's a shit fest. Uh, yeah, um, it's
0: it's 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 pretty bad. And I mean, the fact that like I, you know, I kind of got the flavor about three quarters of the way through. I didn't really feel like it required any more research, but I forced myself to watch the whole thing. <laughs>
1: it, already, we appreciate that.
0: Already going through the the uh, opening credits monologue of just seeing like you know everyone's feet tan- dancing and tapping was annoying enough. Yep. But in for a penny, in for a pound. I watched the whole yep. thing. Give me a number, Kevin.
2: Give me a number, Kevin Israel. Four. Oof. Worse than our guess. This is great. Yeah. These notes brought to you by Gunning the Sacred Cow.
0: I, I, you know, there's still people involved with that film that potentially I will work with someday. <laughs> gonna, I, can't, I can't just slag everybody. I'm going to wind up walking into an audition one time, and it's going to be like, what <laughs> are the creative forces of the film? And just,
2: Yeah. Well, Sean, that's a good news for our podcast, because if we can have that kind of reach, that means we fucking made it. So there. (laughs) Guys, you've arrived. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com. Kevin Israel, why don't you show everybody, a la Price is Right Girls, the coffee mug that you can get from our website. You can get T-shirts, hats, bags, hoodies, cell phone holders, you name it. You can get it at guttingthesacredcow.com. Make sure you go over and give us a five-star rating, two-sentence, three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. And, hey, we're on Patreon now. So if you want to kick a few bucks our way because we give you all this fantastic free content, including those free blogs Monday through Friday, we'll go right ahead and be a saint. Patreon.com slash guttingthesacredcow. Notes. Sarah Jessica Parker was in the TV show Square Pegs, which perfect. perfect which perfectly describes the wart she has in her face. Oh, Jesus. That hit Sean real good there. He just laughed and nodded because he goes, oh, what if I have to work with her too?
0: <laughs> She's a very nice person.
2: <laughs> I absolutely, positively fucking despise the song Footloose. It is an immediate knee-jerk reaction when I hear that song on the radio. I immediately change the channel. And I love Kenny Loggins. I love I'm "All Mal Alright from Caddyshack. I oh, love, they, I they love "Danger." I love Zone." Love it. Love "Danger Zone." Hell, uh, "Danger
1: Zone's great.
2: Nobody's fool from the worst sequel of all time, Caddyshack Two, is a good song. But I fucking hate Footloose. That song makes me wretch. It was on the do-not-fucking-playlist at my wedding. So there. So, so
0: Kevin Bacon, apparently, when he goes to places where there's a DJ, yeah, pays the DJ not to play
2: it. Yep, yep, read that. <laughs> and,
0: I, and I can understand that because I'll tell you something. I, I went to Malaysia for a tennis tournament like 30 years ago, and Dion Warwick was one of the people that was one of the celebs who went. And every time we would walk into a restaurant or a bar, they would play Do You Know the Way to San Jose. And like the first three times, it's kind of cute, and it's like flattering. And then by the end of it, you know, she was like, Okay, they're playing. Oh.
2: I'm more surprised they didn't play You're the Best Around when you walked in the door.
0: They, I should literally have a guy with, you know, a boombox walking behind me, playing that song everywhere I go, because I am the best.
2: So you have a Radio Rahim behind you at all times. Love it. Radio Raheem. Oh, nice That's call, a- Radio Raheem. You're goddamn go. right, it is a nice call. The side effects of growing up in a boring town may include straddling moving cars, as well as possible death by drunk driving or driving the wrong lane. Please take a caution. Did you guys notice? Because I love screaming out, oh my God, that's so and so. Kevin Bacon's Mama's film, Lorraine McFly's Mother in 1955 Back to the Future One. Wow. wow. Oh. Wow. Saw that, and I, I paused it, I go, 15 seconds and I'm going to get this. And I thought, you know, God, I, thought I, I think I,
0: I might be wrong about this, but I thought at first that the guy who played the main bully that he had the, the tractor thing with, I yeah. thought that was the guy that Richard Gere beat up in an officer and a gentleman outside the bar. I may be wrong. They look very, very similar.
2: I haven't seen officer and a gentleman in 15, what? 20 years. Oh, no, I haven't. I said, I haven't seen it in 15, 20 years. I'm saying. Come on. It's great. Is this a rewatch movie, Sean? That is not a rewatch movie. Where else to go? It's such a good movie. <laughs> Until you realize, oh, that man shoved a dribble up his ass many times.
0: No. Listen, if we were all judged on our darkest moments, if I had a nickel, you
2: know. <laughs> if you had a nickel for every time someone shoved every a dribble time. in your ass, on <laughs> <I'll tell> you. <laughs> you and Ralph Macchio got drunk on the set of Karate Kid 3 and did the old gerbil game. Well, that's a different yeah. story. I need a lighter
1: and a toilet paper roll.
2: Kevin. Wait, you-
0: right. Can I digress for a second and tell you, you were really big funny story so my wife used to work uh in a hospital and a guy came in one time and he had this really distended belly and so they they gave him uh, an x-ray and the, the the radio the radiology tech comes out and he's just like shaking his head He can't figure out what the hell's going on because they saw like the image of all these little faces in his stomach and the guy had a mental problem where he couldn't stop himself from eating barbie heads and he had eaten so many Barbie heads, they were poking out of his stomach. So, yeah, a gerbil in the ass, that's weird, sure. But, <laughs> I mean, because it's living. But, I mean, Barbie heads, you know, he ate 70 of them. 70. I mean, they let the guy open, and they're like, yeah, so. Uh. Uh.
2: Well, my, well, my question is, how long did it take for Pat Morita to heal from that surgery there, Sean?
0: <laughs> Come on. Pat is the sacred cow.
2: And
1: all I want to know is, was it with the hair or without the hair?
0: (laughs) Good question, right? It would have really shaved each head individually, right?
2: I'll find you. (laughs) Thank you. Kevin Israel, get ready for a That Doesn't Happen. No one dances while playing video games. That doesn't happen unless you're playing Dance Dance Revolution (laughs) in which that job, the game, is a dance the entire time.
1: Right. right. Dance dance revolution?
2: But no one dances while playing video games as a ve- video game veteran for 40 fucking years. Yeah. No. no. That doesn't happen. Since we've all be- sure, we've all been to restaurants where a song hits and everyone starts dancing like this film, right? No, that no, doesn't never. happen. Unless you're at a Johnny Rockets or a Disney World themed restaurant or you're the monster or you're that monster who eats at strip
1: clubs. One of those three <laughs> and by the way that song she played at the restaurant was the worst song in the movie right and they right. all got so excited about it right
2: did anyone ever have a strap for their books while growing up i know they're in the middle of nowhere but christ almighty didn't book the invention of book bags make their way over yonder
1: <laughs> yeah we got that. tvs but not them fancy knapsacks. yeah
2: Anyone else watch this film and waiting for Chris Penn to scream at Ren? Don't you point that gun at my fucking dad! <laughs> I you know, Chris looked,
0: he looked really good, didn't he? I mean, yeah. he looked like he was really in shape and everything. And Then, yeah. then he like, went on to look like he ate Chris Penn. Right. But I he, mean, ate, he was, you know, yeah.
2: He ate, he ate Sean Penn and he ate Cal Penn on top of it.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Boom. Yeah. See, Kevin? The reference is no, no boundaries. Uh, church and school probation for going to concert across state lines. This sounds worse than double secret probation, right, right guys? Secret probation, yeah. I
0: think yeah. Chad. Oh, you get the horns,
2: right? I think Chad is the kid who will grow up to be a wife and child beater, the bully. Sure. Oh. Sure. Kevin Bacon is excited to work for that one asshole at the factory. Wait till he gets to work for other glorious jobs like Taco Bell, Barnes & Noble, and then Corporate America. (sighs) Tractor chicken is the most white trash I've ever seen. What's next? Boofing tampons soaked in moonshine while singing Kenny Chesney songs?
1: (coughs) Boofing. Boofing, you know what boofing is, right? I do know what boofing is. No, I can only
0: imagine. But I, I think mean, you should explain it for our, it, our it, listeners. It's way worse than what it really is. What, boofing, okay, is where you soak a,
2: boofing is where you soak a tampon in an alcohol and then shove it up your asshole to get buzzed or fucked up faster because it mainlines right in your bloodstream.
0: What do you think does that really work?
2: I don't know, Kevin Israel. What was I mean. it like? Ple- what was it like pledging the music fraternity? Tell everybody. That's why okay. I'm moving around Uh-oh. so
1: much right now. <laughs> boofing. Good Lord.
2: Outlaw dancing, right? But they can't get cable in that white trash town. Wait till those kids discover scrambled porn on channel 95 like we did. That's a nipple. That's a nipple. You have to click back and forth every four to six seconds. Oh I give this film an automatic half point bump up for, a, for an 80s music montage. You know that's my sweet spot, Kevin Israel. Gotta love a good 80s montage. Love it. Especially a full point, Sean. If they're shopping and it's a music montage. Oh, shopping montages. Are Doesn't great. miss in my book. Doesn't miss in my book.
0: it brings back like Meshach Taylor in um,
2: Mannequin.
1: The- yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like. I like to think Pretty Woman would be the uh, creme yeah, de la pretty, creme. Pretty Woman is definitely the height.
2: I feel there's never been a straight dude that's gotten so angry they have to dance it out. This is just like the Dane Cook bit. Just gotta dance, bro. Just gotta dance. By the way, R.I.P. Dane Cook.
1: <laughs> oh damn. He's still out there. He's still grinding. He,
2: you know you know he's grinding his face into a bed of nails. Have you seen his skin?
1: Ew. Yeah, he's he's unfortunate.
2: Lori's, really? Yeah, oh it, yeah, it looks like yeah, he fell out he fell asleep face down on a bed of nails. That's what uh that's wow. what I think. Lori's singer's character sounds like she would end up just like Sharon Stone's character in the end of Casino.
0: In the end of Casino. <laughs> yeah, no. She, she 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 definitely went on to turn tricks. There's no doubt about that. Right. She, she she went to the big city, rebelled against her father, started a, a heroin addiction, and turned tricks. I think that's. A, oh yeah. Th-
1: she was. She went straight to porn. It, and
2: had and had James Woods pimp her out and. Uh, I, her. I thought
0: she was kind of hot though, and I think a lot of the reason I thought she was hot was because she, um, you know, looked so buttoned down and everything. You know, when she was around her dad, I mean, she got that little house in the prairie look going on, and you just know there's something filthy underneath. Yeah. So for me, I, I don't know, I, it's like prairie
1: fantasy. She had a pretty face, but she needed to eat a few burgers. Right.
2: Mm, heroin chic, Kate Moss, anybody? No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Good goddamn, I hate John Cougar Camps. It hurts So Good. It angers me as much as the song Footloose. I fucking hate that song in an immediate turn of the dial if I ever hear that song in my presence. I fucking hate it, <laughs>
1: So if, I'm, so if I'm interrogating you, I know to strap you to a chair, pin your <laughs> eyes open, and play John Cougar Camp and Footloose, and you'll definitely end up telling me what I need to know. And your comedy album, those three. <laughs> Zing! You'll have to buy it, so I don't care. <laughs> this
2: has to be on the Mount Rushmore of films, where black people watch us and say, fucking white people.
0: Yeah, yeah. This was an extremely Caucasian movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> She gives him a music box as a gift. Isn't that cute? I bet 20 bucks he'd rather have her real box. I didn't say that.
0: I was going to go there, and then I said, "Nope, that's not good.
2: Ariel shouldn't worry about having a dance. She should worry about learning how to block her dad's and her ex-boyfriend's punches.
0: Hmm. Problem of God, that'll solve she that. Did,
2: she did get beat around a lot. Yeah, she did. She liked it. Kevin's ba- Kevin Bacon's haircut looks like he just rolled out of bed and then got shocked 28 times in a row.
0: No, it looked like Chucky, the Chucky
2: doll. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good, too. Kevin, you beat me to this one. All this trouble for a fucking dance, or you could just move the fuck out of shitty said awful town.
1: Just get out of a flyover state.
2: All this rigmarole for a dance and what happens when it finally gets going everybody is sitting on their asses don't you think that's like when you when you i don't know you go to to vegas and the pool party's there You're like oh you know i'm just gonna go get breakfast nope drop your clothes give me four cocktails and start shotgunning boys it's go time yeah what do we think happened to kevin
0: kevin bacon's character i think he, i think he went on to work for carnival cruises as
2: uh
1: <laughs> guy the entertainment <laughs> director he's doing more <laughs> mitzvahs and weddings
2: he, yeah. finit- he got the bronze in the Nogget Olympics for rhythmic dancing. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Bronze. Sean Penn danced like Roddy Dangerfield did in Caddyshack. Chris Penn. Chris Penn. But you're did right. I say Sean? Sorry, Chris yeah. Penn. So what? So let's dance. <laughs> $250,000 was the cost of that reshoot for the final dance scene for it to resemble American Bandstand or Soul Train sans black people.
0: Big Don Cornelius
1: they, there was the one guy who was able to pop and lock, and I was like they couldn't have even given that to a black couldn't guy have like, they yeah. A,
2: nothing. yeah they, they could have, have gotten do yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could have gotten Lamar Luttrell from the range of the nerds to come out
0: God. It, who, who by the way was in the karate kid I know that did I, right? I what, yes we,
1: yeah we talked about when
0: there's this great meme that says something like before before Daniel fought it was Larry B. Scott. They had him in the Cobra Kai. He he was Lamar. I don't know. I totally punched oh, Lamar, Lamar funny, Luttrell. Right? When, we did yeah. our live,
2: when we did our live show, I called that right the fuck out. And that was yeah. met with a vicious round of applause and laughter. So, thank One of the me. things
0: I really like about being an actor is you never know who you're going to wind up meeting at any given time. And I was doing, I don't know, I was doing some autograph show or something in Manhattan and was hanging out with Larry B. Scott, Lamar, and the kid who played Wormsor. Like, like <laughs> 24 hours. It was really fun, too.
2: Was it more fun to watch him try and score a heroin at, at, uh, at the Port Authority? No, no, no. Come on now. Stop. Okay, they did it at Union Square. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing because he wants to save stuff, but he's afraid he's going to run into the, the next Comic-Con convention. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily,
0: they're all in Comic-Cons now, so you don't see people in person. So maybe That's okay. true.
1: Good point.
2: I can't wait till you have to sit. You have to tell stories of what it's like watching ogre yell out "nerds" while signing autographs for fifteen dollars a pop and watching Just, I go.
0: Did, I did the uh, uh, television version. They made a pilot of
2: Revenge of the Nerds. I know I it was
0: bad. The Ted McGill. No, it never aired. I don't think it was. It
2: was horrendous. I thought it well, did. I I I could be wrong, but I thought I remember seeing something like that. Did it?
1: I it might have. Oh they did God. a they did a show with the with the parents with the main characters as parents and then their it was their kids that were nerds that were nerds yeah
0: Steve, a funnier take would have been it's the parents who were nerds and they had really cool hip kids
1: yeah well so in the, the parents ended up becoming like cool oh, and then okay. they kind of forgot where they came from and their well, kids yeah, were nerds. The
0: guys that are nerds in college go on to be tech billionaires Right. You know, and so, you know, you can you can you can buy a lot of style and, and stuff when you're a billionaire. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: So speaking of, speaking of Revenge of the Nerds, do you know who played Louis Skolnick's dad in that? Jamie Cromwell, you know, the chief, the, the, the lieutenant from L.A. Confidential and Babe, he was in he was the main character in Babe. James Cromwell
0: played. played uh, yeah. Uh, real? Yes, he did. Oh, my God. Yes, he did.
2: Because, you know, you know why? They
0: kind of changed his look so much. I had to think about it for a second. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thanks to this podcast, I've been forced to watch films I had no desire whatsoever to watch. Grease, Dirty Dancing, and now Footloose. There is nothing that about this film that resonated with me. Nothing I could relate to, but it's just fine. I don't need to relate to everything that I see. And by the way, this was based on a true story. But I just can't buy into nor care about a town that's ruled by by a preacher's selfishness and control over the town of dancing. What's this? English taking dominion over the Irish because they weren't allowed to dance? And now we have Irish... (laughs) And now we have Irish folk dancing because of that. Yuck, gross. The kids who just want to dance, Ugh, no one is buying this. No one cares. I could care less about the characters. Chick-er, chicken tractor races, has this ever happened? Racing toward each other at eight miles an hour, dancing out your anger in abandoned warehouses. If people want to see kids dancing to a pretty good soundtrack, sans the two songs that make me mental, fine. But not because of this story. This film sucks monkey asshole but not as bad as grease two and a half out of ten fuck this film wow yeah yeah i can think as the words of dwayne uh uh, blame merriweather and antoine from men on film hated it (laughs) with a twist and a kiss Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. I will always be grateful for the way this film has positively impacted my life. A dated rebellion tale. I know it's not a classic, but I wanted more dancing. Great hair, though. Only the most cynical would never admit to tapping their toes to Logan's title track. Well, I guess I'm that cynical asshole.
1: Yeah, I think everybody listening will agree. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics,
2: one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Footloose turns out to be a Boy Scout version of Flashdance, a carefully toned-down, overly respectable piece of schmaltz. Schmaltz. Yeah. That's, that's one of your words there, Kevin. That is my people. Kevin. My, ew, remember oh, the that's drawing. right. Look at you. Kevin Bacon moves like a machete chopping through the jungle. I don't that know a if that's thing a, or a bad thing. I, I couldn't Thank you. I'm like, that doesn't sound that thank bad. You. Right. Isn't that what
1: a machete is supposed to do? Right. You're right. It was effective, I guess. Um,
2: see, if you want to be insulting, you'd say he dances like Michael J. Fox got struck by lightning. That would be insulting oh, to no.
0: a Oh, Nope. Stay away from that. <laughs> Good decision, Sean.
2: Oh, we're going to see him at the, the, uh, the Comic-Con where he's autographing hoverboards? <laughs> the Goofy, he's a nice guy the, here. That, the man's a national treasure. He is. But actually, Canadian treasure. He's not ours. So you're right. That, good point. Lawyered. The goofy breakdancing session at the senior prom that closes Footloose is a poor substitute for either the wildly pleasurable spectacles of past Hollywood, Hollywood musicals or the exaggerated pathos of a great team film like Rebel Without a Cause. Mm-hmm. They didn't like the breakdancing? That was their problem? Footloose is a seriously <laughs> confused movie that tries to do three things and does all three of them. Badly. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. It's time for Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Hello. If you have not seen this movie, I would be shocked. I would also urge you to watch it right now. I initially watched this movie while I was living in Sweden in 1985. I loved it. My husband loved it. And my kids loved it. It was very entertaining. The story... the story was easy to follow and very interesting. The cast was just excellent in every way possible, and the music rocked. At the time, Sweden did not have public television broadcasting, so renting VCR tapes was what we watched in the evening for entertainment. Also, a lot of fun in card games. Not that there was ever short of movies to rent, but Footloose was watched many times over. Fast forward to today. What's a VCR tape and who is Kenny Loggins? A young Kevin Bacon is way hotter than the young Huma, Huma Doodle It. In the remake, and while Julianne Huff is obviously better looking and a better dancer than Laurie Singer, that character isn't the main vantage point of the script. It unbalanced the remake, M.O. Plus, young Sarah Jessica Parker, who famously morphed into iconic Sarah Jessica Parker, is refreshing. It's nice to know we can all evolve from goofy and gangly and awkward into fashionistas, given the budget. LOL. <laughs>
0: Did anyone buy it? Sarah Jessica Parker as a Gentile in this town? Because for me, I'm immediately like, it's the one Jewish girl in the town that obviously does not look like it's overly um, tolerant of...
2: Of anything. Know, Jewish
0: people. Yeah. So, I mean, she just yeah, did not ring of being, uh, you know, a Presbyterian or whatever.
1: She definitely had a few bricks thrown through her window.
2: <laughs> a lot of school ties. <laughs> <laughs> Last five star review. I love the movie, the cast, the music. I cannot imagine living in an area that did not have the chance to jam their tunes. I recall the hubby and I going into an area while camping, wanting some drinks. We are not drinkers. Well, real drinkers. And the lady at Walmart was like, this is a dry country. Are you kidding me? I mean, it was like two years or less ago. Is in the two thousands at least? Aren't they missing out on money? That aren't they missing out on money that way? But in Louisiana, you can go to a Walmart and hard liquor is on the bottom shelf where the little wan- little ones can't touch it. So I mean, the world is wild. I guess we all have our ways, but such a moving movie. You understand how kids, grown up kids, would feel in a high school situation, with religious beliefs, etc. I guess I could understand certain rules, but not so many. Jesus. <coughs> well done. Signed, my horn sounds the General Lee theme.
0: <laughs> I should say RV. Just don't see liking this movie enough to sit down and
2: basically write a Yelp review about it. You know uh, what I mean? I mean, I, like, I, have, I have no a-
1: idea what people write.
2: Well, Sean, you're got to appreciate this next section because the, this is the Amazon one star reviews. And Amazon one star reviews it's time for Amazon one star reviews Amazon one star reviews
0: yeah let's do those
2: believe it or not i have not seen the, i have not seen this when it came out ugh those who love to claim this must only remember it through nostalgia filtered glasses glasses it utterly is horrible dude is so angry he dances it out ugh And then (laughs) tractor chicken. How bad is this? Watch it with my kids who quipped, God, Dad, this was actually popular when you were a kid. Oh, my God. Next one. Too noisy for old folks. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. That
1: is my mom wrote that That's <laughs> Mrs. wrote Isabel. to Israel got on Amazon and wrote a review ugh the acting is bad the music very
2: dated the dancing out to- at times downright silly looking the storyline trite small town has outlawed dancing but the kids gotta fight for their right add in a romantic subplot new kid in town quote unquote hunk steals the heart of the pastor's daughter from the high school tough guy sheesh I can't believe this was ever considered a good movie but hey back in 1984 what did we know the only redeeming <clears throat> part of this flick is kenny logan's very danceable theme song of the same name please honey don't make me watch this again <laughs> if you want a movie with some dance dirty dancing is far better yes potty mouth sex charged attempt to glorify adolescent disobedience wait uh, potty mouth what potty mouth sex-charge attempt to glorify adolescent disobedience. I do don't, don't Oh, think my. <laughs> what was, was potty-mouthed about it? Well, if someone said the word, word hell or damn, that's enough to set ah. someone's bloomers in a bunch. Somebody did say faggot at one point. They did. That's they funny. did, which, not good. No. Was that your safe word back in 1984, Sean, or no? <laughs> <laughs> no, mine was the word Oh, mine is Chattanooga. And bacon. <laughs> and bacon isn't just for breakfast anymore, LOL. Well, anyway, this movie is pretty bad. The homoerotic overtones are as subtle as a car crash. The church's closed-minded response to the young man who only wants to take his buddy out in the fields or in the empty gym and hold his hands and gyrate to, let's hear it for the boy. Man alive, give me a break. At least they weren't wearing leg warmers, which is about the only 80s fashion statement they failed to use and overuse in this flick. Sarah Jessica Parker shows us early how untalented she is. And the final scene where kids have heretofore never danced and are able to look like the trendsetters on Soul Train. Whatever genius taught up this script, should definitely look into another line of work. I hear McDonald's is hiring.
0: I would be what else did this guy write?
2: He also wrote uh Jade, Showgirls, and uh uh Pluto Nash.
0: No, no Joe no, Westerhouse approach no come on. I know. Pluto did
2: you write anything though? Oh. No, this is a, a review. Oh the screenwriter? No no, 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 I mean I mean I mean the
0: guy that wrote Footloose. What else did he write?
2: Dude, you have IMD in front of you? What the fuck? No. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'll look up in a second. Last one. All right. Major spoiler. There is no loose foot. Just a bunch of white people dancing to country music with a splash of pop. Mm. <laughs> the way you said mm, was kind of creepy, but it made me laugh. I'm not going mm. to laugh. Kevin Israel, did Sean Cannon gut the sacred
1: cow? Yeah, you know, I uh I'm, I'm 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 hesitant to even say this is a sacred cow, but because we decided it was a sacred cow, Sean gutted this motherfucker.
0: And it deserved <laughs> it. Left it in the street as it should be.
1: <laughs> yeah, this it was a this was a this was a fair and uh unabashed gutting. Congratulations.
0: I think it, like a a little side hustle for your show ought to be Sequels that really sucked, based or remakes, not sequels. Remakes that sucked from great movies, because there's a lot of those. I mean, like think about like the remake of Rollerball. I mean, Rollerball was an iconic film, and the the remake was just utter and complete trash. And there's so many like that that I think that would be uh, kind of an interesting thing to gut some of those. Bastards.
2: But that's but that's been done. There are other podcasts that do gut those shitty films. We all in our in our website every day, Monday through Friday, we do a uh, a theme of the list of ten, and we have done ten of the worst re. I think we've done for sure ten of the worst reboots ever done, or ten mm. of the worst sequels or that, that are ever done, or ten sequels that were better than the first. So, but yeah, oh. that's uh, yeah. Listen, there oh. are times sequels are better, but yeah, it's too easy to shit on the Rollerball remake. I mean, that's been done a million. That's times. That's,
1: that's
0: child's play, right? It's too easy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, to, to answer Sean's question, the writer wrote Footloose, our Footloose remake, Cinderella Frozen in Time, The Washing Machine Man, Sing, from 1989, uh, and yeah, yeah, Footloose. Oh, he he also wrote the 2011 Footloose.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, go with what you know, right? But I'm more interested, in The The Washing Man's, was it The Washing Man what?
1: The, uh. The washing, the washing machine, machine man.
2: That it's sounds like a. Movie. That sounds like porno, not a real film. Did you guys even hear? that? I've never even heard of that. No, I have not. No.
1: He's most he, the guy. This guy, whose name is uh, unemployed, Dean, P- Dean oh. Pitchford. He's he's actually a very successful soundtrack engineer. I don't know. It just was <laughs> soundtracks. He does something with soundtracks. <laughs> hey, listen, I need you to write this film. Hold on,
2: I'm too busy conducting a, a score right now for... Oh, Fame! He did Fame? Holy shit! Fame? He did fame? the soundtrack for Fame. He did the soundtrack for Fame. Chances yeah. are in Shrek 2. It's like, dude, <laughs> crossing the streams is very bad. Fuck it, let's yeah. do it.
0: Yeah, cause that's a major career, doing those films as a sound engineer.
1: Oh yeah, he's had and he's had a, a long, extensive career, both on TV oh. and movie, but he... Uh... His writing claim to fame was Footloose.
2: Yeah. Sean, you've been a blast to hang out with. This has been enjoyable. Tell the good folks what you're up to, where we can find you, all that good stuff. What
0: am I up to? So uh, I've got my, uh, my show on uh, Amazon Prime called Studio City. Uh, it's an Emmy Award winning uh, digital drama that I created. And uh, i got a new book coming out soon. It's available for pre-order called Way of the Cobra at wayofthecobra.com. Nice. Kevin Israel? Kevin Israel?
1: I'm more interested in making the prediction that we're going to see him in Cobra Kai season four, but it's done. Uh, <laughs> it's done that he's a shitty <laughs> poker player. You're invited to our game. I'm going to get, I'm <laughs> going to, I can't wait till season four comes out. I'm going to be like, I know that guy. I know that guy. Uh, Kevinisrael.com Comedy's trickling back. So uh, if you're willing to brave some stuff, i now the shows going to come out after I'm where I'm going to be. Yeah. Uh, I get my comedy album. The struggle is real on iTunes and everywhere else you get sound stuff and uh and yeah give us a five-star rating on itunes that matters it affects algorithms it's a whole mathematical thing that we don't understand but when you do it people more people listen to our podcast and that's what we're looking for so stop being lazy we do so much for you All we ask you to do is write a couple sentences on itunes
2: and if you have a product or a brand you want to advertise, email us, cow at gmail.com, kevangotee.com. And I also have a show on Amazon, not Emmy Award winning, eight seasons of comics watching comics on Amazon Prime. That's right now, kids. Get it. Check it out. Sean, you've been a joy. I cannot wait for you to get back out here to the East Coast where you can hang out with Bill and myself and Kevin as well. And we'll have uh, some good old-fashioned merriment and tomfoolery. And maybe – and maybe general debauchery shows up, you never know. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> at least Colonel Debauchery. You guys, thank you so much. <laughs> a lot of fun, man. And uh, I I think it's a great, a great show you have. And uh, I'm really uh, I'm really happy you guys asked me to do it. So thank you and I wanna wish you all the best. Stay safe, okay? You thank well. you. <laughs> all right, guys, take sick of being upsold at gyms. <laughs>